Awakening, Sex That Changes Things, Gear, and Love Beyond. BDSM and Non-Standard Relationships. Power Exchange and Polyamory. Sacred Sexuality and Fetishes. As well as Simply Fun Kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Line still messes you up. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about when sex you have changes things, <laughs> and that'll make more sense in a moment. We'll talk about some of our favorite gear and toys and we'll probably talk a little bit about the beyond the love which just wrapped up yeah i'm sure we'll talk more than a little bit about beyond the love because that wasn't it like just last week Mm -hmm. it was just last weekend so crazy because all the work that builds up to that and then all the work during it and then boom it's done the week after btl is really hard for me actually not just crashing or being Mm -hmm. tired but because there's nothing to do and I don't know what to do with right. myself when there's nothing to do. There's no run book. There's no presenters contacting us. There's no vendors contacting us. No staff contacting us. I mean, we do a lot of stuff before the event. Power Exchange Summit's right around the corner. That we is true. Turn our that attention is towards true. that. We can turn our attention towards that. So, though we do have a lot of uh, major steps to make before the next next Power Exchange Summit. So, I mean, we have a date, but. Yeah, things have changed, so we have to find a hotel. So today on the podcast, we have to talk about... Um, we had somebody wrote in, J.J. of Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact, actually wrote mm-hmm. in, and he wants to know about uh, what... You know, when you're going to... And let me just get right into what his actual question is. Uh, first off, he discovered us during our brief stint on Sirius XM, which is probably the only value that we have of being on Sirius XM for that short time. Right, that was what... Six years ago, maybe? Easily, yeah. Yeah. So, um, here is the scenario. He and his wife are both switches, or his partner, maybe a wife, maybe a partner. And um, normally when they play with a third person, that third person keeps their pants on. And the wife says, hey, I would like to be kneeling between the two of you and sucking you both off. So, JJ's concerned that what... He said, sometimes it changes things in a relationship when you involve sex, right? It's all good, fun, but then once um, people start having sex, doesn't it change things in a relationship sometimes? Yeah, and he's also got on here that they identify as monogamous. So that kind of throws a little wrench into it, too. But I guess the basic question is, does sex change relationships? And I would have to say yes. Well, the first part, with or the last bit first... Okay. As far as identifying as monogamous, I think that we probably could name some people that we know that are swingers that identify as monogamous. Yeah. Some people perceive the word simply to mean um, we don't get emotional connections with other people. Now, we don't personally see, to us, monogamous means we keep just the two people involved. Uh, But we know many people that, you know, when they involve play as that third or fourth or fifth person, they don't really consider it a that they still consider themselves monogamous. So let's. So you can consider yourself whatever you want. Right, however you define it. So, Dawn, in your experience, uh, have we ever done anything where 
sex. I'm, I'm trying to think at first, right? Sex between you and I changed things, but it, it cemented the direction that we were already going. That's very true. That's very true. So, because we started out as friends, then um, somehow that shifted. And once we became boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, attempting to do DS, it was still 11 months before we had sex, but your intercourse. Right. But um, you're right. That more cemented where we were already going. Yeah. So, it, was, it was part of where we were going. Yeah, but it did still change it a little sure. bit because now you have different things that you can do <laughs> with your time. <laughs> You know, and I often find myself that I resist having intercourse with people that I'm involved in Mm -hmm. because of that same thing, right? That it can cause things to change. Uh, Like the focus shifts or something. Part of it for me is that my relationship style is such that I, I don't do I don't date people right we do I do these long term relationships even if it's only six months or a couple years I don't do these one you know these um oh you know just one time dating sort of things so when I look at a relationship and I look alright is it time to start having the intercourse is it time to start fucking it's kind of this long term scale view of things I'm not saying it's right or wrong and I'm actually starting to step back a little bit myself to say, well, what is it? Why do I resist so much? What am I worried is going to change? Mm-hmm. So, But I was the same way. I mean, even with Big D, we dated quite a bit before we had the intercourse, <laughs> you know? So, and it's because I know in my heart that it shifts things. And things were going so well with the way they were. Why would you want to shift things? So I'm glad we did, but, you know, that, that's beside the point. But even with, um, you know, anybody new that I date, it's it's like I don't always need that escalator approach. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to go to the next level or the next level. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't but know you've certainly, you've had, if I remember correctly, random sex with strangers at a swing club. Mm-hmm. I have. But I guess that's different, really, right? That's yeah. that's not something that is going to go anywhere or shift anything or change because there's nothing to change. Right, right. That's just an experience. So, I mean, it, well, I you know what you know what I'm hearing here though. It sounds like people don't people are scared of the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be change because you have a different experience with this person now. Right, but yeah. that doesn't mean it has to be weird. That doesn't mean it has to be bad. No, but you're 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 quite right. And there's one of the keys. <sighs> Once, so let's say you and me, and we started to play with Phil, right? Ooh, End up making Phil. that name up, right? <laughs> and we do um, whatever kind of play we do, where you and me bottom and Phil spanks us or whatever. And then sometimes we do other things. But regardless, it's always that kind of... It's always straight-up BDSM. Everybody keeps their pants on. <clears throat> At the point that Phil takes his pants off and either uh, you give him head or I give you head or whatever, or I give Phil head, at the point that happens once, now it's going to happen again. Right. It's not going to... It's part of play now. It's part of your time together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the part that changes. That's the part that 
to be the most leery of, maybe, in that now our friend in Pittsburgh says, well, once that happens once, if this is somebody we see on a regular basis, then the expectation perhaps next time we play is that we do the same thing or we take it the next step. And maybe that's what the concern about. Maybe that's where the thinking is of, you know, is that the, the escalator right. that I want to get on? Right. And I think it's because most people um, do think that way of the whole escalator approach that, you know, once you do one thing, all right, now we're going to do it again and we're going to do something else, blah, blah, blah. I actually wish more people would take the be in the present sort of approach, right? That just because it happens once doesn't mean it has to happen again, Mm -hmm. you know? And I can convince myself of that, that I can respond that way, but I can't convince myself that someone else will respond that way. You know, that if I want just a one-time fling that they won't expect it again or the same thing again, you know? So it's... I don't know. Uh, you know, I, and I think about it, I made Cat um, wait a while. Side note, she does not like the name that I made up for her on the last podcast. <laughs> and I don't think that anything really... I don't want to say nothing changed in our relationship after we started to have intercourse. Um, but it certainly didn't lead to a bad thing, you know? I mean, things always change or grow and they convert. Um, It's one thing to take a step back and look at it, and I'm not opposed to looking. See, it's really interesting what you were saying about living in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. On one hand, you want to look at it and say, all right, what are the possible directions this could go if I take this path? Mm -hmm. But you don't want this... um, Analysis paralysis, right. where you sit and think about things so long that it's like, oh my God, you never, now I'm not actually going to get anything done because I thought about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally am very guilty of that. There's a number of relationships I did not start because I analyzed the shit out of it beforehand and said, well, and, and you and I are taking a very different path with that with um, New K. Mm-hmm. where we both have a, a different kind of relationship, one that we have uncharted, one that we really don't know where it's going to go. Right. Um, but instead of analyzing it, we're just rolling with it and seeing where it goes. Um, oh, by the way, because of that whole topic, I actually do have something I want to talk about on that topic in a little bit. <laughs> just popped into my head. Do we have something new there? The, no, I think I, I shared with you the whole Master So-and-So class. The whole ethics. <laughs> That's what we should talk. We can talk about as well. So I would um, absolutely like to do that. So, yeah. so JJ, yeah, don't. As part of me wants to say, just eat the orange and be in the moment. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to turn out. So, but expect the best. Yeah, I mean, I think of it. You know, take a moment and think. All right, what happens if I do this? All right, what happens if I don't do this? Right. And the reality is, here's what happens if you don't do this. You'll be questioning that shit for the, you know, you know, as you and, and your partner continue to explore and stuff, you'll just continue to say, oh, well, here's the thing I don't do. Here's the thing my partner thought was a cool fantasy and that I wasn't freaked out by. I was just a little um, concerned, concerned the about the possibilities that I chose not to do. So I'm, I'm with Dawn on that one. I agree with you, honey. Just just fucking eat the orange. Just go for it, right? <laughs> You're allowed to set expectations. Now, you and I do this very good. 
we set expectations beforehand. Mm-hmm. We say, look, uh, this doesn't mean this or this. It does mean this, and that's all it means. And things may change, and we get that, but to have very clear communication beforehand. Yeah. And to set up some communication after. You know, make sure that you and, and your partner have breakfast the next day in whatever fashion you normally have breakfast, and that you say, all right, let's talk about that. How was it for you? What was that like? Um, you know, what was it like for you to watch me suck off another man? And you can reply, and you know, that was hot or that was not hot. Or, you know what, I've tried that once. Now that I've seen it, I'm, you know, I don't think I'd want to do that again. Or you may have found a new fetish. Nice. I like that whole thing. And you and I have done the whole breakfast thing and, and gone over, you know, hey, mm-hmm. what'd you think? And uh, Dart and I have done that, too. When we did our moment in the swing club, it's like, okay. hey, what'd you think of that? You know, broke that down, and it kind of became a, eh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know that I want to do that again. So, But we experienced it, you know? So so there yeah. you go, JJ. Let us, let us know how it goes. Absolutely. Dawn, did you know that Famous Pirates of Nebraska has more listeners than we do? Famous Pirates? Say it's not so. It is so. <laughs> that podcast is crushing us, but we... By the way, listeners, don't go listening for looking for that. I made that up. Uh, you can help us pick up some listeners as well. You can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Or mention at Dan and Dawn on Twitter. Or just tell your friends. That'd be fabulous. That would be fabulous. And also we should mention... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the original designer glow-in-the-dark and light-up canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than canes. Check out the brand new KJCanes.com for a great selection of hand-poured low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. And EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with the discount code DND16. Head over to KJKings.com and buy some stuff. Next week when we tell you that same thing will be the last time we tell you that. Unless you go buy their stuff as their their, uh, sponsorship is uh, up. That's why it was quiet. I was counting months. Oh, okay, yeah. So they've been a fantastic supporter of the podcast. We hope that you'll go support them as well. Absolutely. All right. I bet you are ready for more sex questions. I am. I am. Have you ever attempted to give yourself oral? (laughs) Maybe after the surgery that I have coming up, I might be able to do that. I don't think I could bend. I wonder if I'll be able to bend. I don't think I could bend to do that. (laughs) How about you? I have tried as a younger man, and I am not able to bend in that way. Yeah. I have seen a video. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not a porn, but like a movie, and I think it was called Short Bus, but I'm not. I, it wasn't. Oh, do you remember? It was kind uh, of, yeah, yeah. And I also remember a TV show. I think it was called Nip and Tuck, and the guy wanted two inches taken off of his penis no. because he had lost his job and everything because he was staying home giving himself blowjobs. <laughs> That's no good. Well, <laughs> that could actually be a job, I would think. So I have seen it happen, uh, but I am not able to do so. Have you ever had sex in a public place? Absolutely. Have you ever had sex with me in a public place? Well, I would like to think so. Soccer park. Ooh, soccer park. Yes, we did. And with the first boyfriend in high school, it was in a cemetery. That's gothy. And my first time with him 
was under a tree, like an evergreen, which branches, like, so like a, I don't know if it was a spruce or a cedar or mm-hmm. something like that, like a Christmas tree, okay. but it was huge. And the branches reached the ground, but if you got under the branches, it's all pine shats, all pine needles under uh-huh. there. That was the first place I ever did it with a mat. Neat. In the middle of the park. That actually sounds kind of neat, actually. Yeah, in the middle of the park. <laughs> Have you ever done it on somebody's couch that they did not know you were going to do that? Uh, hmm. I feel like I should say yes, but <laughs> it's only bringing back slight memories. Yeah, I don't recall ever doing that. I mean, we're very fortunate that when we go stay with people now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking high school days. Oh, well, but nowadays people expect that of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think people are upset us, when we don't. They give us a bed. <laughs> oh, well, this one's an easy one for you. Uh-oh. Have you ever had sex or masturbated while someone was sleeping near you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a couple times a week. <laughs> uh, a couple times a week? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I think that must be me sleeping next you to you. You go to sleep early. <laughs> I do. Uh, oh, well, now that's kind of interesting. Okay. This might take you a moment. All right. And I'm probably going to win this one. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe not. You didn't answer the last one. Um, hey, er... Do you masturbate while people sleep next to you? Er, um... No. No, that's rude. I would get up and use the bathroom. <laughs> I'd go, go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I get up... Either I get up and go to the bathroom, or I just poke you until you wake up. Yeah, I'm good with the poking. Yeah. <laughs> um... How many rooms in your house have you had sex in? Oh, we need to fix this. Because no, right? Mm -hmm. No, yes, no, yes, 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 (laughs) no. So that's what? One, two, three, four out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Half of them. Okay. Do I have to count as well, or did you count for me just then? I did not count for you, because you also have the other side of the house. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know if those four that you counted included me. I think one of those includes me. No. Yes. Basement? Damn. No, we've done oh, basement. I haven't done... So that's five out of nine. We've done basement. Okay. Uh, when we think... Are we talking about straight-up intercourse? Uh-huh. Okay. So I get the two that you and I have been in. Mm-hmm. And that's about it for this side of the house. <laughs> what about the other side? Um, didn't I bring someone here once? On this side or the other side? This side. But what? I ended up in the basement, if anywhere. Yeah, I think you ended up in the basement. All right, so it still stays at two. Um... There may be one on the other side, maybe two. You'd think I'd have a better memory than that. <laughs> I'm moving on from that question. <laughs> strangest, most unique place you've had sex? Ooh, strangest, most unique place. Well, the cemetery. Yeah, you mentioned that one. The soccer park. Strangest and unique. In the middle of Dark Odyssey in their fuck pit room? Eh, it's not bad. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Even though I would call better than that would be at that same campsite, but during the... uh, The Maypole? Maypole ritual. Yeah, the Maypole ritual out in the middle of the field. Although, that... that, The Kaddishti tent. (gasps) The Kaddishti tent. 
that was pretty cool too. That wins. That was pretty unique. That wins. That was what thirty people in that tent. Yeah. I think about 15 couples, yes. about 30 people, and we were all side by side. It's not like it was an orgy per se. We weren't swapping partners, but everybody was naked and side by side. And we had um, um, invoked a goddess, and my head was touching the priestess's head. And that was fucking hot mm-hmm. in the middle of a field in a huge tent. Yeah. That was pretty nice. We've done it in some amazing places, actually. <laughs> So, one of the topics that we were supposed to talk about is gear. <laughs> so, we should probably talk about gear a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we, we talk about KJ Canes as a place to go buy things. Yeah, and we get to go to a lot of events. So, we've got a lot of different places we can buy gear. But we've got Mainer Gear that we've bought stuff from. So, I don't want to do the whole episode just about all these different stores that we go to and okay. stuff. Um, what do I want to do with gear, right? I think it would make a good episode to talk about all the places you can shop and what you should have in your toy bag and all that kind of stuff to start with. Yeah. So instead, I'm just going to ask you, of all of your toys, if the house caught fire and you only had time to save one piece of BDSM equipment, what would you save? Equipment or a toy? Anything that you want to consider in our toy, that goes in our toy box on occasion. okay. So, because that's different, because we have the spanking bench downstairs. True, true. Yeah, that's a that was handcrafted for us. Yep, so, yep. Um, one thing. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I would go for. Uh, I'd probably go for that flogger. We had the matching pair, but we've only got one left. That I won way back in OLF. The brown one. Mm-hmm. So maybe that one, but that's more yours. I don't... We only have one of those left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say. We lost the dragon's tooth and the matching mm-hmm. the matching flogger. We tend to lose things in hotels a lot. Um, hell, I don't know. We have so much good stuff. Yeah. So, probably a cane. I'd probably go for the canes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking? It, no, it's very, you, I totally agree with you. It's very challenging because we do have so much good stuff. We have right. stuff that's, you know, uh, always in our toy bag and we have very unique stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also not particularly super attached to yeah. stuff. Well, you um, and I play, well, you punch me more. Yeah. Our, our play is more beastie. It's more punchy and grabby and bitey. And I'm going to have to go with the uh, wooden hand spanker things. That oh, we got the in, red? Yes. That nice. we got in Lupercalia up, up in, in the Edmonton, Canada. Edmonton, yeah. In Edmonton, yes. Only because they are kind of one of a kind. Yeah. Somebody else must make them, but I've never, I haven't seen, I haven't come across them anywhere else. I would actually keep, I take that back. I'm going to say instead, my damned claws. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah. always lose. Right. Which are currently lost. The first thing that popped into my head, actually, and I didn't say it because um, they sponsor us, but we've got that purple and green um, cane, uh-huh. KJ Canes, that's got the octopus yeah. thing on the end. That's probably what I would go for yeah. if we were going unique. So, but uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I can see that one as well. So, um, well, that's about it, peoples. Well, I appreciate you jumping on here and listening to I the guess, podcast. We do have to mention some subscribers to the newsletter we didn't talk about btl 
Such as <laughs> Buttercup from AR. Uh, Arizona? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And MDC Subgirl from our very own Columbus. Who I met recently. Did and you? Yes. Okay. I hope she continues to wear the same purple dress. I will recognize her easily. <laughs> that would be simple. So, awesome, awesome. Have you finished resting up from BTL? Pretty much, I think so. Um <sighs> Yeah, you know, it's funny that it is all wrapped at this point. And, mm-hmm. and we still have to write a thank you letter to the attendees. Um, but it was really neat to have a 270 people come over, which be, ends up being the biggest event that we've had yet. And it just, even though we had to throw in some things at the last minute, really ran yeah. smooth. Oh, yeah. Even with the last things that we threw in at the last minute, it mm-hmm. did. It ran smoothly. Um, the entertainment was phenomenal once again. We had the 80s party. We just had, I mean, it's just running on autopilot at this point. It'll be shook up a little well, bit next year because we're changing locations. Part of the reasons it goes so well on autopilot is because we have such a great staff. Yeah. I mean, you and I do most of the work ahead of time. You know, we pick the vendors, we pick the presenters, we uh, have the hotel meetings, we respond to everybody by email. You know, we do all of that stuff, all of the admin stuff. And then the staff, you're right, just takes over. I mean, we are set up in a couple of hours on Friday, and everybody just knows their jobs, even though we had two new staff members this year. Oh, who did fantastic. Yep, absolutely. So it was just fun. Yep. So I still wish I could attend more classes because I spend so much time picking the right classes. I'd, I'd really like to do the one thing that we talked about doing. Um, one of the, the challenges, because we're running the events, we don't really get to attend a lot of the classes. We get to pick the presenters and we don't actually attend the classes. Right. So on the Saturday morning presenter breakfast, where it's just us. I really like that idea. We need to remember that mm-hmm. so that we get to spend time with the presenters that we bring in. Right. So because most of the presenters we know, but I mean, like Sarah Sloan and Master So and So, we run across them at events all the time. But because we're presenting, yeah, we rarely get time to talk. Yep. So and even when we're producing and they're presenting, you know, we just don't get time to actually interact with them. Mm-hmm. And they're wonderful people. So. Yep. You know, that would just be fabulous. But I'm going to put that on the to-do list for next year. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're currently listening to a song called Whim. The official E.H. Water is still Reverend Danny Smite. The person we've seen most recently is still Fenton Fantasy and Brandon and Megan and MDC and Ohio Hedgehog. Who I got to have lunch with. Always a fantastic time. And the current sender of tentacles. Uh-oh. It's still 705 in Sasquatch because no one has sent anymore. Oh, wait. Wait. Who sent me that? Darn it. I think... Oh! Um... Shoot. What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> Lucy the Slut. Oh, did she send me something new? She did. She sent me a tentacle ring on Facebook. Well, there you go. So, awesome. Updated. Uh, The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer. I keep looking through those. (laughs) And the official food that goes on boobs is nipple tarts from Sasquatch. By Dawn. By Dan.